Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. And welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla and I'm joined by Holly. Hello. And this week we are discussing Frozen, which was released on the 19th of November 2013 in the USA and the 6th of December 2013 in the UK. But as always, we're just going to briefly talk about the Frozen Ride, Frozen Ever After, which is in the Epcot Center. Uh, um, it opened on the 21st of June, 2016, replacing Milestrom, the Norway Ride. And I think this upsets you, doesn't it? It does. So obviously neither of us have actually been on the Frozen Ride yet, have we? <laughs> No. So, yeah, we basically had the choice to leave this podcast until I'd been in September or just go ahead and watch it on YouTube. And I think just watching it on YouTube, quite frankly, it's like if if you've been on the Norway ride, I, I think you get the gist. Like they didn't even change the boat you were on. No, it was it looked very similar. So I, I did. So I obviously watched the Frozen ride, and then it just made me think the whole time. Oh, I remember I loved the Norway ride for some reason. So I watched the Norway ride again. And it's so strange because, like me and Emma, just were like I just remember like we it was like our favourite ride. I find that interesting. I don't know what it is about it. I think it's because it's like when you walk in and it's really, it's quite dark and then like you've obviously got like the little houses and then like you go round, don't you, at the beginning of the Norway ride and it tells you about the Vikings and stuff and there's like the model people or, or whatever. And then you get to the troll bit, which is a bit sort of scary, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then you go backwards, don't you? And then the boat sort of pokes out the end a bit so you can sort of people could see your boat i mean not a lot Mm -hmm. just probably as much excitement as i could handle at the time you think it's because you were in epcot and like epcot now is probably my favorite park out of the four but that's because i'm getting old i remember epcot as a child i found the most boring part so do you think that you were just so excited to be doing something I just think I really liked the Epcot bit and that there was all of these different countries and I liked that there was like this ride about Norway and I probably sort of thought, you know, like, oh, I've sort of, I've basically been to Norway. Okay, so it's normally, it's normally you telling me I need to get over a ride going. Yeah, I know. And And I I get why they put Frozen in Norway, like it makes sense because it, obviously based there does it make sense because you know okay you have snow white standing outside of germany 
and we have Alice and Mary Poppins in the UK and I get that, I get why the characters are there, but there's no other country that has a ride there. Couldn't they have just had Elsa standing in Norway and put the ride in, I don't know, Hollywood Studios? As I said, I've grown to, to like, the older I get, the more I like Epcot because it's quiet. And, you know, you don't, you, there's no, there's less screaming, excited children. And I know if I'm going to Disney World, I have nothing against children. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes it's nice to have a day where you aren't surrounded by excited children. And I wonder if that was a conscious effort to put Frozen in there to get fans. More families. Well, yeah. I just want, well, obviously, Carla. <laughs> well, yes. Now, was it your sister... Because if it wasn't you, it must be her that was telling me they really like Epcot and uh, they love soaring. I don't know whether it was me. Sometimes I get confused. Maybe it was Emma. Just because you look alike, it's confusing <laughs> for you? or I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I just say, like, oh, I loved that. And then, you know, maybe I didn't really. It maybe it was be... Emma. It might have been Emma. It might have been Emma. I'm never 100% sure which one of you I'm speaking to if I'm standing in front of you. I mean, this could be Emma right now, for all I know. It is. <laughs> it's been Emma all along. <laughs> okay, so since we haven't been on the ride, we did ask um, on Instagram if anyone has been on the ride, and we've got our regular um, contributor, It's Luke B., so thank you, Luke. He helped us out again and said, I thought the ride was really fun and had some great moments. The animatronic Elsa is pretty awesome. I'd like to know if he preferred Norway ride. He's not an IRL brand. An IRL? In real life. Oh, who speaks like this? <laughs> what is this speech? Oh, are you just going to be like, oh, BRB? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> no, um, Luke, B, as far as I know, he's American and he very kindly contributes lots to our podcast and supports us. Oh, that's nice. So thank you, Luke. Before we even start this. Are you going to go with calling Anna, Anna, or are we just going to call her Anna, because why are they pronouncing it Anna? I think we should call her Anna. Do you think we should? Yeah. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Maybe in Norway, they say, they pronounce Anna, Anna, in which case I will go with it. But if it is just that the Americans want us to say Anna, I'm not going to embrace that. Because it's like, if you watch Friends, I would never say Chandler Bing, if I'm talking about it, I would always say Chandler Bing. I think we just go Anna, though. <laughs> so we're calling her Anna. We're going to go with Anna at your request. I would have yep. Anna, but I've been outvoted. Not sure how. <laughs> so the film starts off with baby Elsa and Anna. Anna wakes Elsa up and keeps asking her if she wants to build a snowman. Now, from the off, I know you're supposed to prefer Anna, I think, is the message that you're supposed to get through this. But I found her a little irritating at times. I found her really irritating. And I sort of thought you did bring a lot of it on yourself. 
Yeah. You know, like you're very annoying that, you know, you're just like, oh, come and play, come and play, come and play. Like, firstly, like, wherever they live is, well, they live in Norway, but it was like, it was dark outside. And she made some reference to being, you know, to said something like, the sky's awake, so I'm awake. Yeah. Well, what, what does that mean, the sky's awake? It wasn't sunny. All I know is if I was Elsa, I would have smacked her at that point. I'm, I don't like being woken up, and especially not to build a snowman. <laughs> Basically, they, she does get up. Elsa's a good big sister. She gets up, and she creates ice and snow, and they build Olaf. And, and here, I was a bit like... How does this get cleared up? <laughs> It'll leave a dreadful puddle on the floor. That's for sure when it melts. Like awful. Yeah. Like would seep into every room of the house. Would probably cause like damp throughout the like you know, probably start to like seep into the walls a bit. It would cause dreadful damp. Yeah. And I I just would think if I was the parents, I would say you know. It's fine, you can do that, but it's got to be outside. I mean, it looked quite nice, quite a nice hall that they were in, which has probably been ruined now. Exactly. So, um, Anna gets hurt by accident, and then you see uh, Olaf fall apart. The parents rush in and tell Elsa off. Quite strongly, I would say over the top because it was quite clearly an accident I mean, and as I've mentioned before I don't have brothers or sisters but I would imagine you can confirm if you've got a sister like you have you probably used to fight all the time and someone's going to get hurt and also I just think you know they would know how persistent Arna is that they yeah. probably would be like Arna like we said to you you know like to calm down when you're playing like I just don't think it should be that it was very dramatic and I get that she was very badly hurt, but it was still, you know, they put a lot on her, I felt. Yeah, it was a lot of pressure, wasn't it? Yeah. So they take Anna to see some trolls who ask if Elsa was born with powers or cursed, and they confirm she was born with the powers. They say the only way forward is to remove Anna's memories so she won't remember Elsa's powers. Which, yep. you know, it's, it's fine. But then again, the, the troll also starts, you know, being like, you've got to control your, you know, you've got to control it. Sort of gives these sort of real dark, you know, it's very, it's very dark at one point. And then he's like, oh, and you can't feel fear. I mean, literally, they put the fear of God into her. Yeah, I, I really felt for Elsa throughout this movie. I think that she had a lot of pressure on her. So did I. So in true Disney style, the parents die, because that's, that's Disney's way, isn't it? Yeah, and it was just so, oh, look, there's the boat. Oh, and a massive wave. Okay. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. At least you didn't see them weeping over the body like in The Lion King or, you know. True. Or Bambi, where you just, you know, hear the poor mother be shot. Yeah, that, yeah, that is they true. Toned, they toned it down slightly for this <laughs> Just one, a bit. Yeah, still parents dead, end of. Cuts to quite a few years in advance, and Anna is still asking if she wants to build a snowman. <laughs> yeah, you know. I might get Anna looked at by a psychologist at this point. Very persistent. 
She really is. She seems quite Rain Man-ish in her persistence to want to build a snowman. And also, wouldn't you be a bit like, why do I keep singing this song when there's clearly not a drop of snow outside? (laughs) Because she no longer knows. There's no memories that, that Elsa can do this. So she's just randomly singing, do you want to build a snowman? Yeah, you'd be like, well, clearly not. You know, like, tell me how. Yeah. Uh, But Elsa just stays behind a a closed door and kind of cuts herself away from her, refuses to even acknowledge any of this. And Anna goes out and she meets Prince Hans. Well, yeah, because they're going to open the doors, aren't they? Because Elsa's going to become queen. Yes, so they're getting ready for Elsa to be crowned. Um, I want to know who was running it in between the parents dying and Elsa becoming queen. Well, I know that she's like having a coronation to become queen, but who would have been doing the trade agreements prior? Yeah, because at the start she was probably, what, at the most 10. Yeah. And now she's about, well, she's supposed to be 18, I guess. Yeah. And and then I just sort of thought she sort of was a bit like, you know, she says something, she starts singing one of her songs, and she's like, oh, who knew the doors could open? Yeah. Well, there it's a door. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, she must have been, I know that obviously they they've shut the castle up, but that doesn't mean she can't have gone out. No. So... At the coronation, her and Anna, they have a little bit of a giggle together and you kind of think, oh, it's like old times. And then Elsa goes a bit, no pun intended, icy on her. <laughs> Prince Hans is there again and they have a little uh, sing-song, him and Anna. And this is my favourite song, actually, of the whole... Love is an open door. Yeah, I really liked it. You think that's how they discovered the door opened? Maybe. <laughs> I just really, really enjoyed the song. I think the soundtrack on the whole is is it's a strong soundtrack. Yeah, I agree. So at the end of the song, he proposes. <laughs> Very odd. Little sudden. Anna immediately agrees and she seems quite surprised that Elsa isn't up for it and tells her she can't marry a man she's just met. This bit annoys me actually because obviously Elsa says no you know you you asked my permission I'm not giving it to you you're not getting married here no like you're being silly and then Anna might makes a real sort of song and dance about it and very embarrassing and I just think you know your sister is now the queen You are the princess. You should have had better manners instilled in you to make a show like that. I agree. It was very very undignified. It really was. In a fit of temper, her powers come out and she, like, flings ice around. She doesn't mean to, but she just... Her glove comes off. Well, Anna takes her glove. Anna pulls it off. Yeah. And she, she flees. Because everyone sees her powers. And then this is all a bit strange because then she says to Hans, oh, you look after the palace while I'm gone. And like you said, you know, there must have been someone else. So that person's like, oh, great. 
thanks. Yeah. Let's just yeah. entrust it to a man we've never met from a place yeah. we don't know. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like a fabulous idea. Because they have, like, um, advisors. I mean, I'm going on our royals and my knowledge of our royals, that they have advisors. Yeah, I mean, it's not just one person running the show. You know, they'll have, you know, even if it went to your head of house, yeah. the head of house would be more in place to look after the kingdom whilst Anna was trying to find Elsa than yeah. a stranger. Definitely. So Anna runs after her, but she slips on the ice and, you know, they basically think that Elsa has cursed the land and they ask Anna if she's full of sorcery. Yeah. <laughs> and Anna sticks up for her and then the greatest tune in the world happens, Let It Go starts. Um, it made me feel absolutely freezing, this film. Like, I had to put the heating on. <laughs> It was quite warm yesterday as well. Like, even actually thinking about it now, it makes me feel really cold. Okay. But, yeah, I thought I thought Elsa looked... When she started singing Let It Go, she looked fabulous. Mm-hmm. And she just had a much sassier walk. She just looked so much better. She's just fantastic, Elsa. <laughs> she just is fantastic. She does the attitude... Of the cold never bothered me anyway. I'm like, yeah! I really did when I high-fived that woman. I yeah. just think she's great. I remember I was having a bad day at work and I listened to Let It Go on repeat 15 times. <laughs> and let me tell you, after I finished, I I had a spring in my step. And you ran into work and then you just yeah. went, the cold never bothered me anyway, and flicked your hair and flounced out. I did. That was exactly what happened. <laughs> it's just such a great song. I think, I know that, you know, it gets a lot of stick, this song, because obviously it's overplayed. Um, and especially put in my car. But when you take that song in the context of other Disney songs, that is up there. That is that is up there with some of the very best Disney songs they've ever made. I would go as far as top five Disney songs. Wow. What would you put in the rest of the top five, though? When You Wish Upon a Star, I think, has to be there. Oh. No? No, but, yeah, continue. <laughs> I, can be, I, I know I've lost you already. You've stopped listening. <laughs> when you listen to When You Wish Upon a Star, it just instantly takes me to Disney World because that's what you hear at night as they're closing. And, you know, it's just a... I don't even know what film that's from. Pinocchio. Oh, I hate Pinocchio. Yeah, I don't like the film very much. Um... Okay, so when you wish you want to start, um, I would also put Under the Sea. Right. Be Our Guest. Yeah, that's good. Um, how many have I done now? So I need one more and then I've got five. Yeah. It's a tough one. I'm thinking of maybe... A really obvious one, like A Whole New World. 
Oh, you see, I definitely think for the best songs ever, like, I mean, the Disney song, like, would give me shivers is Circle of Life. Yeah. I mean, the best soundtrack, without a doubt, is Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I would agree with that. And Bonjour is just my favourite song ever, Disney song. <laughs> no, not ever. Yeah. Put it in context, but yeah. <laughs> I also think Little Mermaid is a fantastic soundtrack, though. Mm. Part of your world. Oh, my God. Who doesn't want to sing that song? I don't really like that film, either. What? Shut up. I don't. It's my favourite Disney film. Is it? Yeah. I'll tell you what I do like the soundtrack of. The Hunchback. I couldn't even name you one of their songs. <laughs> it's a really dramatic soundtrack. And I like Pocahontas' soundtrack. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, we forgot about that, actually. Colours, Colours of, the of the Wind. Yeah, that's... The yeah, that is really good. It wouldn't make my top five, so I haven't got room in my top five for that. But she'd pop in at number six, no problem. <laughs> Well, at least it made top six. Yeah. So Lion King, I think I prefer um, Akuna Matata to Circle of Life. Does that make me, like, really common? I knew you were going to say that, and I just thought, don't. <laughs> Sorry. Because I'm a nice, happy person. Well, yeah. Or simple. Whatever. <laughs> I quite I quite miss uh, songs in Disney films, and I think this was why another reason it was so big because Pixar films, although they have songs, they're not really. Yeah, it's not quite. It's not the same. Like um, you would have the Toy Story, obviously has the you know their one song, which is like the, the main song at the beginning, yeah. but you don't have songs throughout. Whereas this is a sort of typical back to the roots of Disney. Yeah, and I think it's been so long since there was a film like that that this was kind of the first big film for the the, the young generation now that yeah. they've had. Yeah. So that's why it went mental, and it's really pretty. Yeah, I did say I was like, I, you know, you'd be happy if you lived there, wouldn't you? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um. Should we go back to the film? Yeah, yeah. No, let's go back. Anna's having a, a moan because obviously it's now freezing. It's full of snow and she's, you know, not dressed appropriately. And she's manages to find the shop and buy some winter clothing. I actually thought the man in the cabin was really irritating. I quite liked him. It's quite funny. Funny little uh, cameo. Can you have a cameo from someone that's not famous? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Just a character. But then she meets Kristoff and the reindeer Sven. Yeah. And we find out that Kristoff sells ice for a living, but obviously since Elsa has turned everywhere to ice and snow, his business is quite tricky. Yeah. And also, um, at one point around here as well, so there's that comment that he sells ice, and then there's another comment like later on or something called they go back to to Hans who's looking after 
the the you know the palace or the surrounding area where he's like handing out blankets to them and they're all like oh thank you and i just was thinking about it i was like they live in the in norway like in a fjord because they say something like oh the fjord's frozen Mm. and they all sort of are acting like they've never seen snow before yeah, it's not like, you know, they're from a, a mega hot country, is it? Yeah, and I appreciate that they might not be expecting snow in, in August or, you know, I would say it's probably around April, May just because of the, fl- you know, there's a lot of flowers in bloom, wasn't there? Just sort of yeah. about that kind of time. Um, I just don't think I would react quite like that. I'd probably be more like, isn't this crazy that the Queen has a power that's made it all snow yeah but they just all seem more concerned about oh the snow you'd think they'd have some winter clothing indoors i think i just would go back to my house and be like oh i'm just going to take that big old goose down jacket and put that on well like we do in winter we just you know we don't throw away all our clothes do we we keep them like when i went to oslo in may it was absolutely freezing Oh, really? Yeah. So she demands he takes her up the mountain. And firstly, Uh, I thought he was really strange. I just thought, what a strange man to be sat in a barn singing with a ukulele to his reindeer. (laughs) And it did annoy me when she went in and she was like, oh, like, we should go now. And he was just like, oh, okay. And it was like, no, just, just get a nice night's sleep and just go in the morning. She is royalty, though. To be fair, if Prince Harry popped in and said, Holly, give me a lift somewhere, you probably would. Just would be like, you, you know, you don't really seem to know these words. I think we, sh- I think it's safer for everyone just to wait. Prince Harry, you'd just take it in his stride, though, wouldn't he? You'd probably play, like, you know, strip poker with him or something and have a great old laugh. <laughs> Get so probably drunk, it'd be five days done. later and we'd be like, oh, f***, should have gone. <laughs> Okay, so he does take her regardless, and they have a few um, mishaps on the way. What I found weird is um, this is probably one of the only films where the animals don't speak. So Sven didn't speak, but Kristoff speaks for him. Oh, that was so annoying. Like a weird, like ventriloquist way. I just didn't really understand why Christoph had to speak. That's fine, he doesn't speak, but I'm not really sure why he had to speak for him. Yeah, because, you know, facial expressions would have been enough from the reindeer. Like um, Bullseye in Toy Story. Like, he didn't speak, but you knew what he was saying by the expressions. Yeah. And then Olaf turns up. And what were your thoughts on Olaf? Oh, this is interesting, actually, because I I thought he was fine and quite sweet, but my my cousins, who um, are the maddest Disney fans ever, I mean, I was having a chat with them about the podcast, and Becky and Lauren were literally, like, talking about films I didn't even know existed, like Little Mermaid Free and talking about songs that were in... Uh, Aladdin 2 and all of this so they are like die hard Disney fans 
Maybe, maybe they should be doing this podcast. I, said, you know, I mean, quite clearly some mix-ups happened and I'm doing it. <laughs> They're far more qualified than me. Um, but they really, really dislike Olaf. So Why is that then? He gives them the creeps. Oh. You see, I don't know if this is going to shock you, but I really liked Olaf. Well... You normally go against the grain, so I am a little shocked that you liked him. I just sort of thought he was really quite sweet. I don't have a problem with him personally, and I'd imagine if I was a child, I'd think he was lovely. I don't think Becky and Lauren speak for the whole of the world. I don't know. But I found it interesting. I mean, they just gush about every character, and then this character they can't stand. And they were big fans of Frozen Full Stop. A little overrated, they found it, I think. Hmm. So, interesting. But, yeah, I, I, liked, I liked Olaf. I didn't have an issue with him at all. Good. And uh, this jogs Anna's memory, doesn't it? And she suddenly remembers. Yeah, she's met him before. She, yeah, she knows she's met him before. So things are starting to come back to her now. Uh, and he has a, a nice, he sings a nice little song about summer, which I thought was quite jaunty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you said, back at the castle, Hans is giving out blankets. The horse that Anna, oh, sorry, Anna rode off on, um, has come back. So he, um, tells everyone that they need to go out and find the queen. And put an end to this winter. Yes. He said it quite dramatically, doesn't he? Yes. In the meantime, Anna, Olaf, etc., get to the castle, the ice castle, and um, Elsa said she needs to be alone. When she sees Olaf, she's quite emotional. And then she remembers accidentally hurting Anna and backs off again. Yeah. Can you bring some more notes? I was I was just trying to work out where we were, but yes, I've remembered. I've remembered now. Yes, and she accidentally strikes her. Yeah. Anna Anna tells her that, that she set off an eternal winter and Elsa panics and she doesn't know how to reverse it. Um makes Anna leave by creating this uh big snow monster thing. I mean, them out. I mean, absolutely massive. A little over the top. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. So, as they're walking off, Anna's hair starts turning white where she's been struck. And then this is quite funny because the guy's like, She said, Oh, does it look bad? And then, and then Olaf's like, He hesitated. <laughs> See, for a, side, a sidekick character, you know, they've always got one, haven't they? You have them in every film, a, a funny sidekick. But I thought he was genuinely funny. Yes, who did I? I really liked him. Yeah. So he, uh, Christoph, takes her to see some love experts. And it turns out they're the trolls that helped Anna as a baby. And then again, like, Olaf here is really funny. When, like, when they go in and obviously it's, they just look like rocks. And he's just like... <laughs> You know, pretending to talk to them. I can't remember. He reminded me of another character, and I've just forgotten who it is. 
Was it Roger Rabbit? No. Okay. He wasn't funny in the slightest. Uh, he reminded me of, um, oh, the character that's in Mulan. The I've, dragon. I've never seen that. <gasps> and you won't on this show because, tragically, there's no ride for Mulan. Good film, though. Is it? And it's got a little funny dragon in it. The dragon was played by Eddie Murphy, so that might annoy you. Maybe it's something, some connection to all dragons, then. Yeah, maybe it's in his contract that he has to be offered any kind of animated... Link to a dragon. With a dragon. (laughs) But he was good in that. Uh, And I think... Because Mulan came out first, I think that's probably what he based Donkey on. Because it's kind of the same character. Oh, okay. Anna's, uh, Anna has had a heart frozen, and only an act of true love can cure her now. And don't you think the trolls are just lovely? Yes, they are. Because they think only uh, true love can cure her, they... Um, want to find harms and they do but I mean this all got very interesting I thought it was a dramatic twist and I mean I remember when I first saw this and then I think I might have gasped yeah and I, I really didn't see this coming at all because obviously yeah, but you've missed out quite a bit now so obviously oh, they go down to try and find him and I do think Anna looks better with white hair first of all but anyway, okay. yeah. and obviously in the meantime, Hans goes to look for Anna, who they happen to stumble across Elsa and her big ice castle and have a bit of a fight. Yeah. And then he says, don't be the monster that they think you are. Next thing, she's shackled in the dungeon. I mean, are you looking for your notes? Are you? I am, because I don't... <laughs> Um, I'm missing a page if I'm being honest because again no one in the castle would have been like hold on that's the queen who made you the boss Yeah. stop what yeah. you're doing yeah agreed you know and her hands are in those like she's it's like they look like little sort of iron mittens I guess yeah yeah um <laughs> Yeah, and she's just stuck down there. Yeah. Okay, so after that... Yes. Then we have the, the, the confrontation. Yes. And he reveals he's 13th in line to the throne, so he needed to become king quickly. So the quickest way was to marry Elsa, but he didn't get anywhere with her. No one can get anywhere with her, he said, so he went for Arno instead. Now, this is interesting, actually, because, I mean, in this country, if you marry the queen, you just become a prince still. You have to be, you don't become a king. No, you don't. But I don't know if it's different rules in Norway, but he would have still been a prince in this country if he'd married the queen. But I guess he would have been a higher title, would he not? Or not? I don't know if Prince Philip is any higher a title than the other princes, to be honest. 
it, I mean, it works the other way. So obviously, when William is king, Kate will become queen because that that is a, that's just the way it is. But yeah, you can't do it in reverse order. So I, I'm wondering if that was just um, poetic license or if that's the case in Norway. Yeah, I don't know. Not sure. Anyway, regardless, he says he will uh, kill Elsa, save the day. And then he's really quite mean to Arthur. And this is when I really, I kind of thought, yeah, I, this was too far. He said, nobody loves her and she's desperate. I actually sort of thought, thank you for telling her what everyone's been trying to. Because Christoph said it. He went, who marries, who marries someone after only meeting them for one time? He said it in a nicer way, though. Yeah, he did. But she just was like, oh, well, we just love each other. thought he made a fair point. <laughs> so he, um, he basically, you know, Anna's dying where she's had um, her heart frozen accidentally. I actually he, said here that I really liked it, that he was horrible. And then not only that, he really mocked her. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was worried you were going soft when you said you liked Olaf, but now you've reassured me yeah, that, you know, yeah. it's definitely Holly and not Emma I'm speaking to. Um, so he tells everyone that Anna's dead, but they said their marriage vows before she dies. Yeah, he, and who was who would have done that then? it, yeah. <laughs> Because you can't just say you're married, vows and then you're married. I mean, you need, you know, at least someone holding the ceremony, if not two witnesses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, okay, they go with that. Um, and he says he's charging Elsa with treason and sentences her to death. <laughs> wow. Very dramatic. Very. Olaf is really sweet here, and he helps her die in Anna even though he's going by the fire and melting, and then he's, he's still trying to help her keep warm, and I thought he was very sweet. Yeah, lovely. And he tells her that Kristoff loves her. Still a little sudden, but more realistic than someone well, that just had fun with her. At least they've spent a good, probably, 24 hours together. <laughs> yeah. Hans tells Elsa that um, Arna's dead, and in the meantime, Kristoff comes back, gets uh, Arna, and they see that he is about to strike Elsa with a sword. And this bit just makes me well up. I think this is really emotional, that, that Anna stands in front of the sword to protect her sister. You know, it was quite nice that it wasn't like someone having to kiss a man. Yeah, this was, this was kind of, you know, a film, like a girl power film almost, wasn't it? Yeah, not quite as much as Brave, but yeah. Still haven't seen Brave. Oh. But this was, you know, um, girl power, but not in your face. The sword strikes uh, Anna instead. She freezes. Just in time. Yeah. Elsa hugs her, which, which makes her fall, because that, you know, that was the, uh, the whole act of true love. It was. And she saves the day. And I just, oh, no. I just love that everybody forgives Elsa straight away, and then everyone's like, "Oh, Hans is so horrible." 
if I was Elsa, I would have, I might have punished all those people for not believing me sooner. Well, yeah, every every person in my castle would be being sacked. Well, yeah, they all turned on her. The only one that ever stuck up for her was was Anna and Olaf. The rest of them were quite willing to believe some geezer that just turns <laughs> up and hands out a blanket. She was very, very gracious to forgive them the way that she did. Yeah. And then everyone sort of gets over it very quickly and, um, you know, everyone sort of goes, you know, the, the fjords unfrozen and they can be on their way again. And Olaf starts to melt and this was really sweet that Elsa gives him his own personal little snow cloud. Yeah, that was very nice. And then obviously we see somebody and they say to the guy from Weaselton or whatever, Weaseltown, that, you know, they said, oh, um, you know, Queen... Elsa has said that we'll never do trade with you again. Well, where was mm. he when he could have stepped up? Yeah. And also, I just sort of thought, you know, they earlier on, he said that they were the biggest trade partners they had. Mm. So they might need his trade. Yeah. Or, you know, all the people that are relying on sending export stock... What are they going to do? Well, you know what? It doesn't matter because Elsa's given them an ice rink. <laughs> so that's all we need to think about right now. And then at that point, I just thought, wrong time. <laughs> Everybody's been so miserable that it's been absolutely freezing and cold and snowy and you think it's an appropriate time to put an ice rink in. She <laughs> misread it. Yeah. And also, Arna knocks out um, Harms. Gives him a, a right hook. Yeah. And the crouch. I don't think that was a big enough punishment. I would like to have seen him sentenced to death. Well, yeah. Well, he, he they did say he's going to go back and his three brothers are, you know, he'll, they'll tell the three brothers, didn't they? Yeah. But, you know, he could have been charged with something. Or locked in the tower, perhaps. I think it's just, just easier for him to go, actually. Okay. Although, to be fair, Anna did kind of deserve it. She did agree to marry it within the space of one soul. Exactly. <laughs> she was asking for trouble, really. So that's the end of it. I totally, totally get why it is as big as it is. Yeah, I think it's a good film as well. Like, there's enough drama, but there's not, like... So, you know, some films, it's it's too much. Yeah. So, we haven't had many shout-outs for it. Oh, gosh. Maybe because uh, after, you know, like, after Alien, where loads of people did it, and we just, like, completely, like, shattered all their dreams. It could be something to do with that, that they can't bear to listen. <laughs> or maybe we just didn't advertise to children to ask their opinions yeah, or true. It could be either of those things. But we had a couple. We've had um all from Instagram. At seven four two Evergreen Pod says Frozen is way overrated. Oh. Mm, and they are a podcast that uh, do Simpsons episodes, so they basically go through every Simpsons episode and discuss it in length. So they'll be doing that podcast for way longer than we'll be doing ours. 
I mean, oh, they will be doing that podcast probably for 60 years. Yeah, quite possibly. It's, it's a heavy task to take on. It really is. I listen to a podcast, uh, Friends Till the End. They're really watching Friends from the beginning and doing a podcast after each episode. And that that's going to be long, isn't it? It's really long. And the premise is that someone's seen it, someone's a fan, and then it's someone younger. Like, I don't know how old she is, about 20 or something, that has never seen it before. Yeah, that's quite but, a good idea, isn't it? At the moment, and then I think they're only up to, like, uh, Ross and Rachel, like, first getting together. And it's quite interesting to hear someone that doesn't know about Ross and Rachel, like, oh, I don't know, I don't think they're going to get together, and you know? Yeah. To be fair, you really must be living under a rock if you've never heard about, like, Ross and Rachel. Well, having said that, though, I was speaking to my friend who's, I think she's 25, and I was saying about uh, the Rachel cut, and I was like, hey, you know, how everyone went mad over the Rachel cut in the 90s, and she had no idea what I was talking about, and I said the Rachel cut. But surely that's quite a big thing. The Rachel haircut was massive. Well, even again, you know, like, even if you read certain magazines and it's like the his, the hair history of Jennifer, like it would say the Rachel, you know, like I wasn't really probably paying much attention in the early 90s or 90s when it was going on, but I, I'm aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I uh, the things that I would think were obvious, maybe maybe they're, they're not. I don't know. But it's an interesting premise to, to have for a podcast, I think, that it takes a lot of commitment. Yeah. But we've had another shout-out, and I'm not sure this was a shout-out or if it was just a conversation that was going on, <laughs> but it was linked under where we are for shout-out, so I'm going to give it to at M. McPherson, who I think you might know. Yeah, just just sort of. Yeah. He's kind of your brother-in-law. He said there's too much CGI in Frozen. So to put it in I kind of want to give Matt a shout out because he has listened to every single one of our shows and he quietly likes every single one of our posts. So I think he deserves a shout out. But Lyle was commenting that Spider-Man has two, which we haven't recorded yet. Spider-Man has too much CGI, and Matt said he thought Frozen had too much CGI. And we were low on shout-outs, so, you know. He got one. I thought, pop it in, why not? So, is there anything else you would like to add on Frozen? No, I don't think so. No? Okay. So, you can contact us on Twitter at Theme Park Films on Instagram and Pinterest at Theme Park Films Podcast or you can email us themeparkfilms at hotmail.com and we thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.